I don't really know why I was so afraid, but it's just been sitting with me for such a long period of time and I haven't known what to do about it. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, let's today talk about authenticity. Now, I've been stuck for a long, long time in this, and it's been doing my head in. It's been stressing me out. Okay, Most people wouldn't believe it, but it's true. And I've always struggled ever since I was young with being myself versus fitting in. You know, when I was a young kid and I went to school, I used to get in trouble all the time because I was one of those kids who had a lot of energy. I wanted to play. I wanted to run around. I love playing outside. Like ever since I was a young kid, you know, if my dad was mowing the lawns, I would be out there. Like there's photos of my dad pushing the lawnmower out in the backyard and I'm next to him with my little plastic lawnmower pushing it next to him. You know, I just wanted to do shit. I've always been super energetic. Like I would rush home from school. I remember that the moment that the school bell would ring, I would run home and then I would hop on my BMX bike and I would ride until my dad or my mum would be standing out the front of the house telling me to get inside. And I would always be in trouble because it would be like dark before I would come inside. Like I just wanted to ride. I'm still the same, right? I've got way too much energy. That's a good thing, I guess. But it's also for most people in society, maybe it can be a bit too intense or whatever. But when I was at school, I used to get in trouble a lot. And I used to think, you know, why can't I just fit in? Like, why can't I just be normal? And it used to really upset me. It used to make me feel so sad because I just wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to be the kid who could fit in with other kids. And then I used to go away most weekends. Like my parents were young. My mum was 17. My dad was 19 when they had me. And I used to go away every weekend to parties. Like we would be up in the Riverland, water skiing, wakeboarding, you know, riding motorbikes, like doing really, really cool shit. But the problem was, was that I just didn't fit in with the kids at school. I was able to fit in more with mum and dad's friends, the young adults and stuff like that. Like they would all sit around and drinking beers around the campfire. And I used to pride myself on like going and getting them beers because I had heaps of energy. So that'll sit around at like eight, nine o'clock at night and that'll be drinking beer. And I'd like run to the fridge and get them beers. Or I would make a little bar and they would have to walk up to the bar and ask me and I would go pour them drinks and stuff. And my sister was like that as well. She was, you know, I have got a sister that's about 18 months younger. You no, know, we used to do that, but I just had so much energy. But when I would go back to school, again, I wouldn't fit in because the kids were like, we played basketball on the weekend. We played soccer. We played football. They would talk about them playing team sports, but I didn't play team sports when I was young because my parents were always away every weekend. You know, we used to go camping and all of that stuff. So I just, I was never like on school functions on weekends. So I just didn't fit in. I wasn't part of the soccer kids. I wasn't part of the football kids. I wasn't part of the basketball kids. You know, I wasn't smart enough to be nerdy or geeky. So I just never really fitted in. And I always felt like I was lost. And so I used to adapt my behavior to fit in. I used to try to fit in with everybody else. And then as I became a young adult, I did the same thing. Like I used to be highly adaptable to try to fit in with everybody else. But what I noticed was the more that I did that, the more that I started to lose myself in the process to probably the point where, you know, I wanted to end my life when I was in my later teenage years and, and stuff like that. Like I just didn't enjoy living anymore because I thought I can't be everything to everybody else. Like I... I just felt like I didn't have a place and I really suffered mentally a lot because of it. Now, that was one of the greatest things that I ever went through, but also, you know, at the time it was one of the most painful. 
And then, you know, going into my young adult, you know, 20s and stuff, I partied a lot. But when I partied, I used to drink a lot. And I used to drink because it would make me feel confident enough to fit in. So I would go and get paralytic before I would go out. And I used to pride myself on it. Like I used to pride myself on getting drunk before I would go out. When I was out, I loved it. Like I loved being drunk and I loved being around people because I guess it allowed the best of me to come out, which was where I wanted to connect with people, where I wanted to fit in, where I didn't give a shit what other people thought. And that's where I created a lot of great friendships. But I also as well, it got me in a lot of trouble because, you know, sometimes I would get in fights and things like that. You know, hence why I think next year, depending on, you know, when I have time, I need to go back and get my nose rebroken and shit because someone, you know, King hit me at a pub one night and broke my nose. So I still have trouble breathing out of, out of that properly. You know, if you ever watch some of the videos on YouTube and stuff, you'll see that my nose is, is heavily bent to one side. That was some dude decided to King hit me from behind. But I also got bottled. Like I've had, you know, someone smashed a bottle over my head and, you know, I've been knocked unconscious a few times. So, you know, that need for wanting to be, to wanting to fit in was just with me so much from even a young age. And alcohol was the only thing that really helped me to fit in and where I could sort of be myself and not stress about everything. But I also noticed that the more that I've started building the business and the more I built the brand, the more I would get feedback from people. And I don't know what it is. Like I've read researchers in childhood trauma, whether you want to call it that. I fucking hate the word trauma because I think that it creates a victim mentality and you know, the majority of people these days that I see, the majority of coaches, the majority of the mental health industries, all talking about fucking trauma, but every person's traumatized. I walked out into the shed the other day and walked into a fucking weights bench and put a big gash in the bottom of my foot. That was traumatic. Like, what labels are trauma? Like, everyone has their own label of it. I don't know, man. Like, I just don't know. I don't like the terminology because I don't think it empowers people. I think, in fact, all it does, it creates more victims and, and more of a victim mentality. And I think, like, it's good if you want attention, but it's not good if you want to move forward and progress in life from what I've seen anyway, and that's from working with tens of thousands of people. So I sort of don't like that mentality. But anyway, when I've studied childhood trauma, if you're in an environment where there is chaos around you from a very young age and your parents are getting upset or things like that, some kids can start to internalize that as though if I'm here and they're upset, then it must be me. Now, I don't know if that is being part of my, I don't know, part of my mindset or, or my mentality from a young kid. But I blame myself a lot when things don't go well. And so what I noticed was that people would give me negative feedback on social media and they'll say, you know, you shouldn't swear so much. And so I'd go, oh yeah, fuck, I better not. Then, you know, I would not get corporate gigs. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I swear too much or maybe I'm too honest. You know, maybe I shouldn't be as honest as what I am. You know, and then some people would come up and they're like, I don't like your events because they're not as structured as they should be. And I'm like, fuck, maybe I need to structure my events more. But then the more that I did that, again, I started realizing that I was doing everything for everybody else and I lost myself in that process. And what I started realizing was that I was trading my authenticity for approval. And I guess life is a process of becoming like I'm every day I wake up and I just want to become a greater version of myself. I just want to become a better version of me right? Based on what I know I can be. So maybe based on the ideal Michael, not the Michael that I am today. So there's always this gap that I'm trying to bridge and I'm trying to be better. And I assume that if you're listening to this podcast and you're part of our Driven MoFo community, then you're one of those people as well. You're driven. You know that you can do better. You know you want to do better. You, you know you want to be better. And that's fucking awesome because most people won't want to admit that to themselves. And so, you know, I really appreciate having you in the community and appreciate you because it's tough doing that. And I wanted to share this with you because I have struggled almost my whole life to be myself. And what I've noticed is that even over the last couple of months 
I'm becoming more and more of myself and I'm becoming more authentic and whatever that means. I mean, that word gets thrown around a lot these days, but I guess I'm just allowing myself to just be in the moment and just share my ideas and my views and, and the things that I think. And I don't even know if they're always right. I don't know that unless I question it or unless I look back and go, oh shit, maybe I wasn't right back then. So I think I always had this fear, which held me back from sharing more about myself or from being as authentic as what I wanted to be. Like there's a lot of shit that I want to say on social media, but I don't because I know that it may be misinterpreted. I've seen friends of mine who get long form videos pulled down offline or take something that someone says, which is like a five minute talk and someone cuts and edits 15 seconds of just something that they say. And then they put it up online as clickbait to try to get more clicks and more views because it gives them attention and because it makes them feel good about their own shitty mediocrity and their shitty existence. And they get all these views and all this attention and, and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, it makes a person who's out there wanting to help someone, it destroys their brand. It destroys who they are, I guess, in a way. And maybe it doesn't. Maybe it creates more supporters, but it creates more tension. And I didn't want that. Like, I just want to get out there and help people. But I want to help people in a way that breaks them free from mediocrity because I think mediocrity and being average sucks. I think that every person is born to be great. I really believe that every person has greatness inside of them. It's just they have to figure it out and find it. It's in there. They just have to chip away all the shit that's holding them back from being that thing. And normally it's the opinions and the views of others. Like most people know how to make a good decision for themselves, but they won't do it because when they go to do it, they go, oh, but what will my wife think? What will my husband think? What will my kids do? What will happen when this happens? What will happen to the business? And so they have all these what ifs. And they worry about everything else and everybody else instead of being authentically them. And I know that I have been one of those people that have held myself back because of that fear, because I want to get out there and help more people and I want to share more with others. But at the same time, I'm afraid that if I give my honest opinion and my honest views and, and I push boundaries and things like that, and I know that a lot of the stuff that I have to say is well-researched and well-founded, I know that it pushes against conventional wisdom. But I also see the great thinkers being attacked. I also see, you know, Jordan Peterson's out there who I think is an amazing thinker. Now, I don't always agree with what he says, but what I know is that he says some very intelligent, thought-provoking stuff, but I also know he gets attacked because most people can't think. They just think they think. And if he says something that they don't want to think about and it upsets them, then they just attack him. And I know all great thinkers have been like that, from Aristotle to Plato to even some of the great thinkers, like if you go back to Copernicus and, you know, just the great thinkers throughout history, they were all attacked and criticized for their views and their ideas. And some of them have even been attacked and put to death. Someone found out two centuries later or three centuries later that they were right, that their views were right. It just took them, you know, 200 or 300 years to figure out that they were right. That's how great their thinking was, that they were 200 to 300 years ahead of their time. Driven mofos, I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it, or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast, as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. And so I guess I always have that fear in the back of my mind because I've read a lot of the great thinkers and part of me doesn't want to be, you know, I guess put to death. Not that these days I'm, I mean, the likelihood of me being put to death, you know, tied to a cross and murdered is 
going to be very low or, you know, being burned at a stake is going to be very low. But people can kill you through social media these days. Like your whole brand and everything can get absolutely obliterated and destroyed. And I've seen friends who have gone through this, who their whole brands have been absolutely destroyed because of something that they said or did, which was authentic and true. And it got taken the wrong way. The media looked for clickbait. Like the media are just fucking trash. And most journalists are just fucking trash. And so they just take clickbait stories and they blow them up. I mean, I love great journalism. Like great journalism is amazing because these are the people who uncover, you know, true stories that have been hidden very well. Like whether it's, you know, huge pedophile rings or or whether it be them infiltrating churches and shit like that to find, you know, just the crazy stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Like that's amazing journalism, whether it being bikey clubs or you know, and I'm not saying that any of those are good or bad. I'm just saying that these are some of the things that great journalists do is that they uncover where these things are being hidden and and these falsehoods and all of that sort of stuff. And they bring it to light. Like they're the amazing journalists, but there's not many of them out there. Not many of them have the courage. Most of them just hide behind clickbait. You know, like every day I see, you know, online, another building company goes bankrupt. And it's like, are you just literally just searching through like the bankruptcy lists just so that you can write a fucking article. Is that where we're going these days? Is that like what you've gone and studied journalism for? Just to look through the bankruptcy claims every day. Now, if 56% of businesses fail in the first four years and there's millions of them started every year, what are the chances that you're going to find a building company or someone in the building industry that goes bankrupt today? It's probably very fucking high. So it's not that hard to do. It's just not journalism. And the same as when they get onto social media influencers, like I see like the top 10 Adelaide influencers for healthcare. And they do that because it's clickbait. It gets some clicks. That's not journalism. That's just clickbait. Like anyone can write that. That's copywriting, right? But that's the majority of the media these days. But anyway, I think that knowing that and having that self-awareness really holds me back sometimes from sharing my authentic views. And maybe sometimes my authentic views are the things that's going to help one person out there. Like, I know it may not help everybody, but you know, it's, it still scares me a little bit. Like I still have that fear in the back of my mind. Today I did a video about, and I try to do them provocatively as well, because I know that unless I say shit that's provocative, it's not going to get the attention and the views. And the attention and the views is essentially what drives traffic to our events. And our events are what changes people's lives. So, you know, if I just sit back and I don't say anything that's a bit provocative or thought provoking, then it just gets hidden by the masses of shit that's online. So I have to say things in a way that grab attention from people in order to then shift them into a different way of thinking. And I don't like doing it for clickbait. I like doing it because it's what I really want to say, but I just say it in a more provocative way and in a way that makes people think so that I know that the right people are going to get value from what I share. But anyway, you know, I did a video this morning where I was a bit provocative and I was talking about, you know, that most people who do personal development, there are a whole bunch of people out there who think that personal development and personal growth is for broke people or broken people. And it's not. It's for people that want to grow. And if you're smart enough to want to grow and you're highly successful, then fucking brilliant. That's how it should be. But most people that I meet who are business owners who aren't really that smart, they'll say things like, you know, oh, well, I, I wouldn't go and do that shit. And they try and scoot around it because they think that they don't need personal development because they're not broken and damaged. But that's dumb, right? You should be comparing yourself to your best, your ideal self, not comparing yourself to your broken worst self. Like if I look at how shit my life has been in the past and I go, well, I don't need anything anymore because I'm crushing it. That's pretty fucking ignorant. What about me compared to who I know I can be today? That's a huge gap. So how about we bridge that gap? 
because that's the thing that makes me feel great. That's, you know, when things in nature grow or they die, when you're growing, you'll feel amazing. When you're not growing or you don't feel like you're growing, then you're going to feel like shit about yourself and you're going to self-destruct. Like people who think that they're successful normally self-destruct. People who feel like they're unsuccessful are driven and they'll achieve things. So there's a very fine line between feeling like you're successful and having gratitude for what you've already done, but also knowing that you've got a long way to go, which then keeps you driven. If you don't have those two things balanced out, you'll self-destruct and you'll destroy your results. Or if you're too far the other way and you think that you're not successful and you never achieve anything, then you'll self-destruct because you're miserable. So you've got to keep all that shit in balance. But really, you know, what I want to share is for those of you out there who may be feeling like you've got stuff to say or you want to post stuff online or you want to post stuff on social media, but you're afraid of what your friends are going to say, what your family are going to say, I just want to share with you and say I have those same feelings. Like sometimes I feel worried about what Jess's family think or what my family think about what I post on social media. But at the end of the day, I also know that unless I'm being my authentic self, then I can't help people and I'm being non-genuine to myself. And so I have to be true to myself and true to my own goals and true to my own dreams and true to what I want to share. And sometimes that's going to be thought-provoking. Sometimes it's going to be provocative. Sometimes it's going to piss people off. Like I know sometimes when I post or my team sometimes post about you know, my supercars and shit like that and the lifestyle that I live. I know that that revs people up sometimes and they think that I'm a wanker. But at the same time, like that's part of my life. I don't want it to be all of my life. Like I don't want to post cars of just my car all the time because then it doesn't help to achieve the outcome and the goal that I want, which is helping people to perform better in life. Like I really want people to perform better and do better in life. Like I think the mediocrity standard that most people live by is absolute fucking shit and it's going to be their own self-destruction. I think that people, once they realize that they have greatness within themselves, and that instead of comparing themselves to me, or instead of saying, I don't have a supercar, they're posting their supercar all the time, they're assholes, they're showing off. If they realize, like, I can have that too, I just got to get out there and get it, and I got to work harder, and I got to do the things that I want to do. For those people, that's going to inspire them. So I want to share with everybody and be a bit more vulnerable today that, you know, I feel that same way as well. But you just got to stop yourself from holding yourself back and just doing what you got to do. Just get out there and do it because one day you're going to die and nothing's going to matter. So you might as well just do the things that you want to do while you're here and learn from the process. That's actually probably the number one thing that I'm learning right now is instead of worrying about what hasn't happened or what has that may happen in the future, if I'm just present and I go, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to post it now and I just do it. I'll deal with the repercussions and the consequences later. They may or may not happen, but sitting here stressing about what may or may not happen in the future then just becomes a problem because it preoccupies my mind and holds me back. And I think way too many people think like that. They worry about something that may or may not ever happen. You know, I hear people all the time, they're like, oh, but what about if the economy does this? And I'm like, cool, then change, change something then. Like you can plan for the worst, but you can also plan for the best. And then from there, just figure out how to then move forward on those things. Sitting there worrying about the future and worrying about what happens if this happens, you're never going to do anything. You're going to hold yourself back. You're essentially putting a noose around your own neck and choking yourself. That's just dumb. Why hold yourself back? The more popular you become, the more there are going to be other people who try to hold you back. So you have to become stronger. You have to have more conviction. But the only way you can do that is by just moving forward now and building that strength and building that courage. You know, so I just wanted to share. I wanted to be a bit vulnerable. You know, if this helps, please just shoot me a message in my DMs. Like, I'd love to hear from you. Like, if this episode's resonating with you and you know you've been holding yourself back, flick me a message in one of my DMs on either Instagram or or on TikTok, preferably Instagram. Instagram's like the main one that I use, or on my Facebook page. And just let me know, like, has this helped you? Because I think, you know, I don't know, it just holds so many people back. And it's really, it's held me back my whole entire life. Like I've always wanted to fit in. 
but I notice that I keep trading authenticity for approval and I know that that only disappoints myself. And so I keep reminding myself I'd rather be authentic and have disapproval than have approval and be inauthentic. But, you know, that thing still pops up in my head every time I post. So, you know, I hope that that helps someone out there anyway. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And look, I look forward to seeing your shit on social media as well and, and you sharing your authentic self. Just be your authentic self. You know, leave your values. Keep moving towards your mission and be the best that you can be. Anyway, have a great day, Driven Mofos. I look forward to seeing you back here once again on the next episode. Keep kicking ass. <laughs>